Well, God definitely has a word for us today as we exit 2021 going into 2022. He wants to see some climate change. He wants to see us moving into the place of blessing that he has for us because as time progresses, things on this earth are not going to get better for some people. They're going to get worse. But I believe there is a Goshen. Okay, Goshen was a city, all right, in which the plagues did not affect, all right, that life still went on as normal. So when it was dark in Egypt, it was still light in Goshen. So there is a Goshen that's available in 2022 and beyond for those who are willing to be obedient to the word of God. But I must say this, I have an assignment for the church. And the assignment I have for you is to either read or listen to the book of Revelation in its entirety, the whole thing. Many of us stay away from Revelation because we say, oh, it's scary, it's this, it's that. It's not scary for a believer. It's scary for those who are on the wrong side of God's judgment. That's not you. So before you were saved, if you looked in Revelation, that's scary. But when you are saved... And when God has given you salvation, what do you think salvation means? You've been saved from my wrath. You've been saved from death and hell and destruction. That's what salvation is, to be saved from something. All right? So read Revelation for recalibration. Sometimes we've got to recalibrate. Sometimes we've got to say, okay, here's why I can't afford to be lukewarm. Here's why I can't, can't afford to do this thing halfway. I don't want to get close to the finish line just to hear, I never knew you, right? So church, we have to position ourselves for this new year because we don't know if this is the year that God sends his son back. We don't know that or not, but we must be ready to go. Amen? Let's bow our heads, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to get into this word that God has for us today. I know it's going to bless us and bless us going into the new year. Father, we come before you now as your children, ready to eat your bread, your word. Your word establishes everything. Your word is true. Your word is how we live, how we move, how we have our being. It's your word that founded the heavens and the earth. And it's your word, Father God, that enables us to know your will. So my prayer this morning is that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. I pray that you would shake us out of our complacency and remove us from lukewarmness, God. I pray that we would not be straddlers of the fence. I pray that we would not be part-time loves with you, God, that we would be fully engaged in our purpose and that we would be full of love, identity, faith, and eternal purpose, and we would live by rest. We would not strive, but we would be faithful so that we could enter into your rest by means of revelation, empowerment, strategy, and triumph. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that nobody would assume that this word is for the person that's sitting across the church or even the person that's sitting next to us. But Lord, this word is for us. I pray for those watching at home, God, that they will be moved by this word. And I pray all that hear it, God, would receive something from it. In Jesus' name, amen.
So the sermon title this morning is Climate Change. And we hear a lot about climate change as it relates to the earth. Uh, the, the scientists tell us that the earth is getting hotter and hotter and hotter, which kind of makes sense to me because the Bible says that this world is going to burn like an oven. So it makes sense to me that the world would be getting hotter. But anyway, God is in control of this world and not science. Uh, they've been wrong a lot. I think they have, uh, they have uh, misrepresented how old the earth is. We know they misrepresent where we come from. They say we've evolved from monkeys, so we know they messed up already right there. We know that's not true, right? We know that we are made in the image of God, not the image of a monkey. The Bible says we were made in the very image of God himself. So while scientists, the science has its place when it is Bible-based, okay, we do not fully trust everything they say because our science books are not the Bible. We follow the Bible, the Word of God. So the uh, word for today is climate change. 2022 and every year after will be filled with blessings for those who are faithful to obey God. His word creates an atmosphere that produces an environment for our lives to thrive. Say this with me. God's word, God's word. creates an atmosphere, creates an atmosphere. That, produces an environment that produces an environment for my life to thrive. Thank you. All right. So as we end the year 2021 and enter into a new year, we must be aware of where we are so we may know where we are going. In the book of Revelation, we can see a picture of today's church age when he addresses the church of Laodicea. Sister Beth blessed me with some information on a couple of days ago, and it just broke down how each church that he spoke to represented a, a church age. God bless you. Uh, a church age. And it is believed that we are living in that last church age. And when he was talking to Laodicea, he was talking to the age of the church that we are living in right now. So we need to pay attention to what he said to that church so that we might be saved and that we might have the blessings that he promised us. Let's go to Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. What was the homework assignment I gave you? To either read or listen to the book of Revelation in its entirety. I even found a video on uh, YouTube where they animate the book of Revelation happening from beginning to end. And it can be scary if you're on the wrong side. But it's good news if you're on the right side. And it was scary to me as I watched it and I thought about those who don't know Jesus that I know. Amen? All right. We're in Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. And this is God's message to today's church, okay? It says this, write this letter to the angel of the church in Laodicea. This is the message from the one who is the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's new creation. It says this, all right, this is talking to us. Who's this talking to? Us. I know all the things that you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. Doesn't that sound like this age? 
so much money, so many distractions. We think that we have everything that we need. It says this, you say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also, buy white garments from me so you will not be ashamed by your nakedness and ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent. Here's our, here's our strategy. Remember, when the God speaks to us, he wants us to enter into his rest. So he speaks to us. That's revelation. He, he's given us faith so that when we hear his word, we will be empowered. So his revelation, his word creates an atmosphere, and we, might be, we can see that atmosphere happen in our environment if we do what he says. So the strategy he's giving us is this. Be diligent and turn from your indifference. Turn from lukewarmness. Turn from laziness. Turn from having a so-so relationship with God. Turn from him being a part-time love. Turn from not keeping him first in your life, okay? It says this, look I stand at the door and knock. So he's definitely talking to this church age because he says, listen, I am standing so close to you. I am so soon to come back that I am even at the door knocking. So what does that mean? The door has not opened. He has not showed us himself, but he is knocking. How does he knock? Through the gospel message. How does he knock? Through the Holy Spirit saying, get it right. Come on. Obey, obey the Lord. Walk in truth, okay? Let's keep going. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious, so we just got the strategy right. He said the strategy is that we um, open the door for him. The strategy is that we turn from our indifference. So every time God gives you a strategy, there'll be a triumph attached to it, okay? You'll get victory from what he said. So here's the triumph, all right? Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone, who he, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the church, I'm sorry, must listen to the spirit and understand what he is saying to the church. So, the great sin of our age, the great sin of this time period is indifference and complacency that leads to compromise. When there is some sin and some disobedience, it's like mixing some water that's hot and some water that's cold. This temperature of water leads to being rejected by God. So we are the individu individuals of the church who are in need of climate change. Can you say climate change? Climate change. So we need to be either hot or cold, all right? And both of those are good. I grew up when I was first, you know, as a kid sitting back there half asleep on that side of the church. When I would hear that verse, I would say, well, I guess you got to be hot and not cold. God doesn't want cold people, but that was wrong. He said, be either hot or cold, because think about a refreshment, okay? So if you're hot, you want a cold refreshment, right? 
Or if you're cold, you want a warm refreshment. But either time, you don't want lukewarm because it serves you no good. All right? So if you were to drink something lukewarm, you would spit it out and say, you know what? This is not refreshing to me at all. So God is looking for us to be refreshing to him. And the way that we are refreshing to God is when we live life, a life that will please God. And the only way to please God is by faith. We live by faith. So when you're at a restaurant, okay, and you're drinking coffee, and you're sitting there and you're talking for a while, the waitress walks by with a, 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 a jug of lukewarm coffee, right? No. She has hot coffee. And she says, would you like me to top you off, or would you like me to warm up that glass? All right, let that be the Holy Spirit for us today, carrying around the truth, carrying around the fire of God, the word of God to say, listen, I'm here to pour into your cup because your temperature is just in between and God rejects those in between temperatures. So what has to happen is this. We need to place ourselves in an atmosphere that has a positive impact on our environment. So God to just begin, I think it was Friday, he just began preaching to me, and um, I just had to start typing it up and writing it down as he was giving me this word about atmospheres and environment. So the atmosphere is this. That's the whole mass of air that surrounds the earth. It is a mass of gases that surround our planet, and it's the air in a particular place or area, that's our atmosphere. And there's many different levels of our atmosphere, okay? But the one that we live in right now, the atmosphere that we have on Earth, uh, in the, under the clouds, okay, in this part of the Earth, is the best one for life to thrive, all right? So then what, it is, what then is an environment? An environment is the surroundings or conditions in which a person, animal, or plant lives or operates. So because of the atmosphere that God put around the earth at this level, it created an environment in which plants can grow and that we can breathe, okay? And the temperature is not too hot and the temperature is not too cold, all right? That's what our atmosphere represents. So let's look at some of the other planets and what their temperatures are. Mercury, uh, their average temperature is, is 800 degrees Fahrenheit during the day and 290 degrees Fahrenheit at night. Could we live there? No. Venus is 880 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the average temperature. Could we live there? No. Mars is minus 20 all the time. Could we live there? Could life be sustained there? Would things grow there? No. Jupiter, minus 162. Saturn, minus 218. Uranus, minus 320. Neptune, minus 331. And finally, Pluto, minus 388. But the average temperature of Earth is 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Could we live there? If, if anybody said no, I was going to send you right back to whatever school you came from and say, oh, Lord, what did they teach you there? All right, so Earth has the perfect atmosphere, and because we, it has the perfect atmosphere, it has an environment that is conducive to life, all right? So atmospheres create environmental conditions which are favorable or unfavorable to sustain life. And we know that the planet out of them all that has the most favorable conditions for humans, plants, and animals to live is Earth. Can you say Earth? Earth. 
earth. Earth was made to sustain natural life, but let's not forget about spiritual life. Because everybody that lives on earth won't live forever. Everybody that lives on earth won't live with God in eternity in heaven, okay? So just because the earth's atmosphere and environment are conducive for natural life doesn't mean that we forget about spiritual life because we want to live forever with God. So here's how it happened. God created and then spoke the atmospheres and environments into existence. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and it says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surfaces of the waters. So God was hovering over the atmosphere, right? Then God said. So God created the earth, but then when it came time for the atmosphere and the things that would live in the earth, he spoke. What did he do? What did he do? He spoke. All right. So when God speaks, what happens is that the atmosphere becomes uh, in, uh, uh, available or is, is becomes ready for life to live there when he speaks. Verse three said, then God said, see, he created first, then he began to speak. Let there be light. And there was light and God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. You see, the earth was made for natural life, but there's spiritual life as well. John 4, 24 says this, God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Matthew 4 and 4 says, when uh, the devil tried to tempt him to eat bread, okay? But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, all right? So listen, as we leave 2021, we must take an honest assessment of our spiritual lives, not the natural one. Because a lot of you, you got good jobs and good this and good that. So never judge your life by the natural life. Because everybody has a natural life, but not everybody has a spiritual life. So if you want to be with the king forever, you've got to assess your spiritual life. And you don't assess your spiritual life by looking into your bank account, by the clothes you wear, by the car you drive, by having retirement or not. That is not how you assess spiritual life. Spiritual life must be seen through spiritual eyes. And so we must remember that the age that we're living in, there's going to be a great, Lord, what is the deception that if you got a good, if you got a good natural life, then you're blessed. And things are okay. Everything seems right when things are going right in your natural life. But we must remember the reminder in Revelation 3.17 that he spoke to the church age that we're living in right now. Remember, here's what he said. You say, I am rich. 
I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So here's some questions that we have to ask ourselves about 2021 as we go into 2022. Here's how you assess your life spiritually. Do we have the radical joy of the Lord? Are we truly happy? Are we spiritually rich? Do we have the ability to see what God sees? Are we clothed with righteousness? And those are the exact opposites of what he just told us in Revelation, uh, the warning that he had for the church. So this is how we assess our lives spiritually. For example, if you're broke and God wants you to be blessed, then why are you broke? Or if you're single and God wants you to be married, then why are you single? If God wants goodness for you and you're not seeing it, what's happening, all right? There are two possibilities. Number one, we are living in an atmosphere of obedience and his perfect time has not yet come for the environment. So hear me out before you get offended about me talking about money and you being single, hear me out. Listen to the conditions of what I just said. What is happening here if you don't see it yet? Number one possibility is you are living in an atmosphere of obedience and his perfect time has not yet come for that environment yet. Or you're living in an atmosphere of disobedience which prevents that environment from ever coming. So we're either living in obedience or we're living in disobedience, okay? And that's when we will see the goodness of the Lord, or there will be a delay and possibly a denial. So we just came out of studying Mephibosheth for a very long time, but we got to look at something about Mephibosheth, okay? Mephibosheth lived in the environment that he did, remember? Uh, broken feet, living in Lodabar, probably poor. We know he was poor because he didn't have his own house. He was living with somebody, okay? Probably not enough food to eat, okay? We know that he was very depressed, had a very low self-esteem because he called himself a dead dog once he met David. So how did he get in that environment, all right? And we are trying to learn right now that our environments are created by an atmosphere. Remember, Earth has the perfect atmosphere for the environment of life. So why was Mephibosheth living in that environment? It is because of the atmosphere that his father created. Remember this. God told them to destroy the entirety of a nation. He said, kill everything there. All right. But Saul disobeyed God. All right. And because Saul disobeyed God, God said, you know what? I am sorry that I ever made him king. I am going to rip the kingdom away from him. And because the kingdom was ripped away from him, that means that, means that Mephibosheth was also affected. So the atmosphere of disobedience from Saul created an environment in which Mephibosheth was going to have to uh, be carried away from, uh, with, from, uh, by the nurse and dropped because fear came to the kingdom because Saul was disobedient. So listen to this. 
the greatest contributor to our environment is our atmosphere. And there is only one atmosphere, but two environments. And only one of those will sustain spiritual life. According to how we live in God's word or the atmosphere of his word, we will see life or death, blessings or cursing. So when God speaks, it creates an atmosphere. He, the whole Bible is an atmosphere. The whole Bible is, is, is truth. It is light. It is life. However, our environment that we live in will be uh, associated directly to whether or not we're obedient to God's word or disobedient to God's word. That's the environment we will live in. That's the environment we will see. So if I am oh, disobedient to God's word, my environment will be death. My marriage will be affected. My children will be affected. My finances and my health will all be affected because that's the environment I am living in. I am living in the environment of disobedience to God's word. But if I am obedient to God's word, that's where I live in an environment of blessings. How many want to live there? You want to live in an environment where you are blessed because you are obedient to God's word and you will see the goodness of God because you are obedient to his word and he cannot lie. So that, there's the two different environments that we might live in. Number one, obedience to God, we have life. Number two, disobedience to God, we have death. When we obey, we will see an environment that sustains strength, relationships, health, finances, and joy. All right? What I'm truly saying here is that if you live in obedience to God's word, you will be blessed both naturally and spiritually. But if you live in disobedience to God's word, you will not be blessed even when it looks like you are. Because remember what he said to the church in Revelation. You say that I am rich and I have need of nothing. But the truth is you are naked and you are blind. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that as we leave 2021 going into 2022, that all of us, God, would be, have an honest evaluation of our spiritual environment. Where are we? Are we living in obedience or are we living in disobedience or are we living in that lukewarm part right in the middle where there is some obedience and there is some disobedience as well and, but, and we're content with that. We're parked there. That's where we live in the middle. We're living in a lukewarm place. God, would you open up our eyes so that we might see and move in time before you come back or before we come to you, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so, Revelations 3.17 says, you say I am rich, I have everything I want, I don't need a thing, and you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. So, his word produces an atmosphere for our spirits to have the environment of life and peace. Uh, 2021 was a very emotional year for a lot of us, especially based upon the atmosphere that the news and other people created, right? 
everybody's talking about vaccinations and everybody's talking about uh, uh, will you be able to work or will I be able to see the, the world creates its own atmosphere. And if you enter yourself in the atmosphere of the world, you will see your environment negatively impacted. So where you would have had faith and strength and hope and confidence and joy, if you would have remained in the atmosphere of God's word, when you turn from his word and enter the atmosphere of the world, your environment changes. Your disposition changes. Your joy changes because this environment that the world produces is not inhabitable for your spirit man. Your spirit man can't live there. And that's why church folks have been so depressed and so afraid and not all of us scared, worried, all of these things because you've been trying to take your spirit man to an atmosphere that was not uh, conducive for life. Life is only conducive where God's word is established and true and where your faith is active. In order for you to live in the world, you've got to live by fear because that's all they do. All right. They do not have the, the spirit that God has given us. And that's why God reminds us, listen, I see you're trying to change atmospheres. And if you do that, your environment is going to change as well. Listen to what he said. I have not given you the spirit of fear, but I have given you the what? Power, love and a sound mind. That is how we live in his realm, in his atmosphere, the atmosphere of the word. So you can live in the word or you can live in the world. I choose to live in the word. See, listen, we, we, are, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. The atmosphere of this world is not in me, okay? The atmosphere of this world is fear, fornication, lust.
people. You are a holy nation. And it's time that we not be afraid to ruffle feathers. I would rather stand and be bold for God and then to blend in and to be lost with the world. Be careful who you let pour into your cup. Your co-workers, they're going to be talking about some mess. All right? They're going to be cussing. They're going to be fearful. They're going to want to rebel and revolt. And Okay, you, you just, I just got to stay. I, I can't take my cup into the break room anymore. I guess I just got to sit at my desk during break because if I go into that break room, they're going to be saying there's going to be an atmosphere in there that is not conducive for the environment in which God is commanding that I live in. He is telling me that I've got to live by faith no matter what they're saying and no matter what they're doing. Oh, you haven't done this yet? Or you haven't done that yet? There's all this talk because the world belongs to their father, who is the devil. And they don't even know they're being deceived and destroyed. But you know the difference. So that is why, that is why fellowship is so important. That is why it's so good to be around like-minded individuals, those who are cross-bearers as well, those who are either hot or cold, but not lukewarm. And all it takes to get lukewarm, because you can start off hot or you can start off cold, all it takes to get lukewarm is to be around people who are a different temperature than you. Here's what's supposed to happen. I won't say that. I need to rephrase it. It's not, it's not, it doesn't happen because you're around them. It happens because you allow them to pour into you instead of you pouring into them. We've got the gospel. We've got the good news. We should be affecting them, not them affecting us. Okay? So, I need to say this again. Faith allows us to live in a supernatural environment where God enables us to bring him pleasure because his will is fulfilled. Let's go to Hebrews 11.6, and it says this. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So let's talk about atmospheres and environments again. The atmosphere is this, that it is impossible to please God without faith. So this world was created by faith. It wasn't created by anything. God did not go to a store and say, I need some clouds and I need some waterfalls. No, all right? Everything came from nothing. God spoke it into existence. So a world that is created by faith also is, 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 has created a spiritual atmosphere as well for faith to live, for us to believe God. Because listen, even if I wasn't a preacher and there were no preachers, do you know that nature would preach? Because the Bible says that even nature testifies to the existence of God, that there must be a God. So this world is even preaching right now. The world, every sunset preaches. Every sunrise preaches to say that God exists and somebody made this. This is just too beautiful to be an accident, right? So we have to live by the same faith that established the world. And the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And anyone who wants to come to him must, okay, if we're coming to God. We're coming to God by faith. It's an atmosphere of faith. But if we want to see our environment change, if we want to see this faith work for us, there's something that we have to do, okay? 
Anyone who wants to come to him must do what? Must believe that God exists and, here's what changes our environment, he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Every blessing that all of you have is a reward. It's a reward that you believe God. The house you live in, the car you drive, the food you eat, it's all a reward because you believe God said that, hey, I'm Jehovah Jireh, I will provide all of your needs, and you believed him. The blessings came when you decided, you say, you know what, this job is not going to be able to sustain me just by this job. This $12, hour, this $12 an hour is not going to be able to do everything I needed to do. But So I'm not going to look at the $12 an hour. I'm going to look at Jehovah Jireh because he's the God that supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory, right? And since you believe God, you have been rewarded. You see, you thought it was Ford. You thought it was the school system. You thought it was the sheriff's department. You thought it was the company that you work for. Your company cannot pay you enough to live a good life. Your company cannot pay you enough to give you joy and to give you peace and to give you a happy home. None of those things can be provided by your job. The best things that you have are a reward because you believed God. That's it. So if you want to see better things in 2022, how about you do this? Just believe God. How about you rest? Instead of working so hard, how about we enter into his rest? How about we get in the Bible more and say, okay, God, I see that the word of God creates an atmosphere. And if I will just read this word and believe it, I will be rewarded and I will see the environment around me change because there will be so many rewards in my life because I trusted God and I believed him. Amen? All right. So listen to the rewards that came to some people. Uh, Hebrews 11:7 says, It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. 11:11 says, It was by faith that Sarah was able to have a child, though she was barren and was too old. Do you hear what I'm saying? The atmosphere of the world says you're too old to have a baby. But when God speaks, this is so good, please don't miss this. When God speaks, a new atmosphere is created. And when a new atmosphere is created, a new environment happens. All right, so she was too old to have a baby in this atmosphere. But when God spoke and said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations, a new atmosphere was created on earth. And in order for that environment to come into their life, they had to believe God. And every time you believe God and seek him, he will reward you. And what happened to Abraham? He be we are the children of Abraham right now. We are the children of faith who came from a barren woman. The world called her barren. But God said, no, no, no. There's a different atmosphere in that belly that you do not see. There is a multitude of people in that belly. That There are so many people in that belly that you would have to try to count the stars to see how many or try to count the sand on the seashore to see how many. But the world said, barren. Here's the danger, church. If you believe, the, who will you come into agreement with? Which word will you have faith in? If you have faith in what the world says, that will be your environment. 
I will have what the world is saying. I will have what President Biden is saying, that it's going to be a winter of death. I'll have that if that's what I believe that he's saying. But no, 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 I reject that word. I don't receive that word, okay? I'm going to believe what the Lord says, and I will live and not die, okay? Environments and atmospheres are so important. What is the, in, what is the atmosphere of your home? What is the atmosphere of your spiritual life? What is the atmosphere of your joy, the atmosphere of your faith, all right? May it not be carnal. And I got to be real with you. 2021 was an emotional roller coaster for me because I allowed too many atmospheres. When you have too many atmospheres, you're going to have a lot of environments. And you're going to be up and down and up and down and up and down. I told you about all the planets, didn't I? But out of all the planets... There was only one that has an atmosphere for life. The Word of God is the only atmosphere in which you will have an environment that you will be blessed no matter what's happening in the world because they live in a different atmosphere and a different environment. Amen? All right, I think you're getting it. I can, I can get rid of about a third of the sermon because I think you're getting some understanding now. All right, so we can skip some of this that I had and we can go down all the way to, and I might come back to this at some time, but you guys are, you came the day after Christmas, you came to church. So I'm going to reward you. No, I'm just <laughs> There's a lot in here that, that we need as a church, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, skip down right now to Mark chapter 4. Verses 35 through 41. And if the Lord says make this our next series, that's what I'll do. But I think you're getting the, how many are, you have understanding now? Atmospheres and environments, okay? That God's word produces one atmosphere, but the world has a totally different atmosphere. The devil, all right, is the little God of the world's atmosphere, all right? But God is the big God of his atmosphere that he created by his word. The environment that you live in, the things that you see in your life will depend on what world you live in. And here's our problem, you guys. Oh, man, we try to live in both worlds sometimes. And that's where our lukewarmness comes from. That's where our confusion comes from. That's why we don't see everything. We don't have all the rewards that God wants us to have. It's because we're in love with two worlds. And the Bible says this. If the love of the world is in you, then the love of the Father is not. Does that make sense now? Where do you want to live? I can't, I can't, I can't live... Uh, I can't live 185 days, uh, I can't spend 185 evenings with Brooke and 180 some evenings with another woman. She's not going to give me that choice. So why would God? Why would God, right? He's preparing us to be a bride, right? Would he want his son to marry a fiance who's not faithful. No natural father or mother would want their child to marry somebody they, they know is cheating. No good father, at least. No good mother. All right? 
So we've got a decision to make coming into this new year, which world are we going to live full time in? And are we willing to burn our passport to Lodabar? Let's stand on our feet. Lord, I believe I gave them the truth of your word. I know there are some smaller portions and some, some more nails and more windows that we can use to build this house, this word that you're speaking. But I believe the Holy Spirit saying that's enough for now. So now it is decision time as we enter into a new year. We have to look at our environment. We have to look at our environment and say this. What's going on in my environment? What's going on in, in my world? Am I fighting with my spouse? That, that's, not the, that's not the atmosphere that God provided. Am I addicted to pornography? Am I addicted to alcohol? Am I addicted to drugs? Is that my environment? Well, well, that's not the atmosphere that God provided for me in his word. That's not it. Am I praying without ceasing? Am I studying to show myself approved? Am I doing all those things that God requires of me? Because if I am, I'm going to see some blessings in my environment. And the beauty of this environment is that there's more room available. So God, I pray that this church comes together as a family next year more than ever through greater foundation, through greater fellowship, through greater function. And we see in 2022 an environment that takes our breath away. We see in 2022 all that you have prepared for us. You say that you will not withhold any good thing to the upright. So Lord, we thank you for the rewards of 2022. And we will have no part of lukewarmness. May we stay faithful to worship you and obey you in our personal lives. May we experience that personal revival that we learned about, God. And then corporately, God, may we be faithful to attend. Coming to church not for what we can get from it, but what we can bring to it. So that we might be empowered to serve those outside of the building and those inside the house of faith as well. May 2022 be a year. Nope, nope, nope. May today. May today be the day where we say... It starts now. No more lukewarmness. I'm not going to allow the world to be poured into who God is calling me to be. So what that means is this. It's not legalistic, okay? It's just wisdom. That means that I'm not going to allow worldly influences to come into my environment because I don't want that atmosphere. So that means worldly music worldly television, worldly conversations, worldly people. We may affect them, but don't let them infect us. 
I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that our love for you this year, today, grows stronger. As we have a greater revelation of who you are and what you desire us to have. And today, may your word be allowed to create an atmosphere in our lives that through faith we see the environment of your rewards, which is health and strength, and love, and joy, and peace, and long-suffering, and all the fruit of the Spirit, God, we have a decision to make. I pray that we would wholeheartedly say yes and amen to the entirety of the book, the entirety of the Word of God. If you're currently living in an environment, and you've got addiction problems, anger problems, lust problems, Let's not carry that into today. Father, would you bring an end to it now? We're asking for an end to everything that makes us lukewarm now. May we find sin to be detestable. May we see the, uh, the, 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 the disgustingness of any kind of wicked activity in our lives, God. May we never say, I have everything I need when we don't have you. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.